getting all the kinks out. My dad used to say that. First thing he'd say when he'd get up is when there'd be a bug in the sound or the bug in the, just a bug around, he'd say, we're getting all the kinks out and we're learning how to get them out when we're alone and we're learning how to get them out when people are watching us, like right now. So we're getting all the kinks out and we're learning how to rest. Even when it's not going the way we want it to, we rest. Amen. Because this is not my battle. I don't have to fight a battle. He fights it. He wins it. He's already the victor. And he's just asking me to walk in the victory. He's won the battle. He's just asking for me to walk in the victory. So why do I have to keep fighting battles? Good news today. You don't. You get to take a break and you get to embrace the good news of the good God and rest and be okay when it's not going every, just like you want it to go. Because sometimes it's just not going to go like you want it to go. And you got to be okay with that. Amen. Well, good morning. It's a pleasure to be here this morning at 1124 on a Sunday morning um, in the house of the Rock of Bay County. I love this house. Amen. Yeah. I'm going to talk about a lot of few, lot of few things, a few, few of a lot of things, and see what happens and go with the flow today. I know you know that with me, so you're good. I ask you for grace and, for, and, um, and an ability to just let the Father speak through me how he wants to and what he wants to today. Um, I've got one track and a couple, um, bunny trails. So we're going, we're going to go one track and then come up, you know, hop on a few bunny trails and see where that goes. And hopefully we can get back on the track and end this thing and finish this thing in a good way. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good to have my sister Caroline here. Hallelujah. (laughs) Caroline is a friend of mine, as granddaddy would say, um, Apostle Ball. We, we miss Granddaddy, but we love him. He's still with us in the spirit. He's just as more with us as he, he's just as much with us now as he ever has been. And we're coming into the reality of that. And it's a pretty awesome thing when we get to know that we get to participate with the people who have gone over on the other side. Amen. We get to have an invitation that goes out from a heartbeat. That's a worshiper that seeks the father daily and says, I want more. I want more of you. And I want more of the stuff that you have. Amen. Because it's the Father's good pleasure to reward you. As long as you don't go to him for the reward, he likes to reward you. Because he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So my question today is, are we diligently focused in seeking the Father on a continual basis? If we are, then we get the stuff that he provides, which is provision, protection. So that's good news. We can go ahead and count, count that up. We're provided for. We're protected for. And if I have those two things in my life, I'm pretty good. I have a pretty, pretty good structure, a pretty good foundation to work from. That's a great opportunity, a great, great thing. So we love you, Caroline. We love Georgia Reed, and we love Kent Kersey, and we love your husband, Kent Kersey. And we love them, and I love you guys with all my heart, and I'm just overwhelmed with goodness and joy that you guys come and participate, and, and just you're my family, and I love you. And... Um, I genuinely have a heart for you and want to see the purpose and the plans of Yahweh come to pass in your life, however that may look. And I just prophesy that over you in the name of Yeshua the Christ, that everything that the Father has for you and Kent and Georgia and Kent will come to pass. Every little thing, every big thing will have its perfect work in you. And you don't have to wonder or worry whether you're getting it right or whether you're doing it right. Yes. 
Yahweh says, I want you to throw that in the garbage today. And I want you to walk out of here with a peace and a calm and a rest and a joy that you've never had before with your kids, with your husband, with yourself, with yourself, with yourself, with your home environment, and with yourself. I speak that and prophesy over you that the Kersey's home in North Carolina is being full of the glory of the Lord. That every corner of that house is being infiltrated with your glory, Father. Hallelujah, Father. That I can be a brother to her and I can have a right to speak into their life and speak gold and speak glory and speak abundance and speak prosperity over every situation in their life and every circumstance that would try to come against them. I bind it and break it in the name of Yeshua the Christ. That they are lookers, they are seekers, they are continually looking and seeking the glory as their awareness has been peaked to a place where now they can recognize and remember the king that lives in them. Hallelujah, Father. We love them today. I love them. They mean just as much to me as my dad and my mom do. They're the same. They're equal. I don't love any of them more. I love them all the same, but they're my favorites. My daddy, my mama, and my sister, they're my favorites. They're my favorites, and I love them today, and I speak life over them. I take control over the ruling and reigning power I have. I have influence in, in areas that aren't just dealing with me. Hello, somebody. It's not just about you all the time. Oh, easy. I have influence over my sister, over her family, because I'm a king priest and I have influence there. And I can see what you're doing in their life and the, and the, and the supernatural, Father. And I hear you always saying there's a lot of activity in the Kersey's home right now in the unseen, but you're always beginning to reveal himself and to sing to you. And he's going to give himself to you in a way that you have been wanting and you have been asking for. And I feel you always saying you don't need a church to get it right now. You don't need a place to go to to get it right now. I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to come visit your house, Nicodemus. I'm going to come inside, Road of Emmaus. I'm going to break bread, hallelujah. And I'm going to begin to see seize the seeing of the vision that you're giving me to see in this day and this time. I prophesy, declare, and decree, because if we don't do it, who will? We are the ones who have to stand in the position to speak the word of the Lord. There is no transition without standing in position to be a transition agent in the moment of transition. Anybody hearing that word today? You've got to have your ears here and perked and eyes ready to go because I'm going to go places I don't even know where I'm going. But we're going to see what happens because I'm in the glove of the Father. He's put me on like a glove and I'm just, he's wearing me. And I'm wearing him. And we're wearing one another and we're exposing the countenance and the glory of Yahweh God Almighty. The ruler of the cosmos who has enabled us and sustained us to reach this very moment right here. Inhale, exhale. You're still inhaling, exhaling. You're still here. You got a breath. You got purpose. You got intent. You got an assignment on your life. It's a big grand assignment. It's a specific personal assignment. It's all two in one. And the big grand assignment, one thing, one news for you today, heaven to earth. Get busy. That's your only assignment, heaven and earth. I'm afraid of a lot of church people have got into community with good hearts to do kingdom business without fully stepping into a koinonia, intimate relationship with the king of the kingdom business. Say do and of. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Um, 
So welcome, Caroline. Welcome, my mom. My, my mom is getting better and health-wise. We speak strength and health to your body. In the name of Yeshua, any toxin that's not of you, Father, come out right now. Right now. Right now. Like right now. What if it just right now? Can you, you have the expectation for now, right now? Or are we going to wait till the doctor says something down the road on Monday? No, right now. Now, 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 right now. It's gone. Out. Now. Take, I feel authority up here today. Power and authority. It's called ruling and reigning. He doesn't just rain on you to rain on you, make you feel good for a moment. He reigns on you so you can rule and reign. So let's rule and reign. And let's take control over every demonic spirit that's not of you. Come out in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, the Christos that lives within you right now to speak, oh, the word of the Lord, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, Hallelujah. Any sickness and disease in this house cannot stay and cannot remain. It has to go. I feel the power of over sickness in this house today. Anybody that's hurting and not feeling well, stand up right now. <laughs> By the power of Yeshua HaMashiach, release your hands. We speak health and healing and wholeness from the top of their hair to the soles of their feet, Father. Wholeness, completeness. Oh, your shalom of your healing power, Father, in everybody's heart, in everybody's spirit today. They're not just going to go out of here the same. They're going to leave here changed and rearranged by your glory. We speak it. We call it done. Miracles, signs, and wonders in the spiritual to be released in the natural because I want to see my glory. I want to see my glory. I want to see my healing in the now. In the now, 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 in the now. His lightnings are now. His peals of thunder are now. His sounds of wisdom are now. His sounds of understanding are now. They're not waiting on you. They're now, they're now, they're now, they're now. I feel intensity today with intention today. He'll only give you hunger with the intensity of your intention. What's the intention of your heart today? He wants to breathe thirsting and hunger on hearts who are intentional in the secret place when no one's around and you can do whatever you want to do. Scary place. It's a fearful and wonderful thing. It's up to you what part of that is yours because it's up to you today. It's no longer just coming to a community to get it. Identity into community is the new language, you see, before this could happen. Apostle Paul and the prophets and the prophets and the evangelists and pastors and teachers had to do a lot of work. And they laid a good, solid grounding. So now the ones who are getting their bearings, and now they're not resting on their laurels or riding on their heels. They're playing on their toes, and they're ready to go, go, go. You got something inwardly that's trying to get out of you, and it's a big thing. It's called God. But he's given you some strategic strategies of simplicity to release words of knowledge and wisdom into the atmosphere if you have a heart that can palpitate with that today. It can release that today. Hallelujah. Oh, let the prophetic vessels stand up and take their place today. Yes. <laughs> complete healing, complete wholeness. 
Physical bodies, I just can't get off of this. I'm telling you, physical bodies, Broadway is resting his blanket of glory on us and he is coming in like a fine-tooth comb and he is getting everything out that does not belong. Like a fine-tooth comb, he's getting thing, every, everything out where it doesn't belong. Like a fine-tooth comb, everything out that does not belong. Everything out that does not belong can't stay in your home because you've got the homegrown shalom living in your home because you hadn't been singing the same song too long. You've been giving something, something to God to work with. Hallelujah. Amen and hallelujah to the Lamb of God. He's trying to give us perception and the reality of our now to say, hey, I'm breathing, breathing on you continually to have your eyes opened a little wider and your ears opened a little wider to begin to hear and to see the frequency of Zion, which is actually the city that lives inside of you. And he's called us to get the city out of us and into. And there's no beautiful city without a heartfelt son because the city lives in you. And it's your assignment to get the city out of you no matter how grand it is or how little it is. Hello, it's your assignment to get it out of you. So what do you need? You need strategy on how to deliver, on how to deliver that. Once we dwell, we need to deliver, but we need strategy on how to deliver. So when we deliver, there's another sounding board on the other end, listening and saying yes to what we're delivering. Amen. So there's divine strategies being released into the earth through portals who have precise precision in the valley of decision, who have their ears continually drawing near to the roars of the Lord. I say this a lot when I speak and declare things. <clears throat> the way I usually get it is through prophetic. I talked about this last time, who we are, majestic ones. I get it through prophetic, revelatory language. Sometimes it comes out with a rhyme. Sometimes it comes out not with a rhyme. But however it comes, receive it. Yeah. Open your hands and open yourself to receive all that is being delivered in this moment right here now. Because no matter what other moments we get down the road, we'll never get this one back. So what are we doing with the moment we have right now? Can we take advantage of it? Can we seize the seeing of what he's giving us to see as he's releasing divine strategies into the earth through portals? Whose portals? <clears throat> Who have precise precision. And where? In the valley of a lot of decisions I got to make. To have my ear continually drawing near to the roars of the Lord. Hallelujah. I hadn't even started my message yet, but this is good. We're just coming up and being a part of who we are. We're releasing who we are. That's, we can't help but give who we are. That's who he made me to be. If you've got a problem with me, talk to him. And if anybody else got a problem with you, that's what you tell them. Talk to Yahweh because this is who he made me to be. And I can't forfeit that. I could, but I've chosen not to. And I won't let anything violate the peace that he's given me. And I won't let anything compromise the revelation that he's put in me. And if you let anything compromise what he's put in you, he won't give you anymore. Cultivate the deep Cultivate the spirit long enough to give your deep a mouthpiece to cry out for more. 
I wonder sometimes if we're crying out and our deep is shallow. We try to override the deep with our soul. Because the soul sometimes looks like a deep well. It's emotional. And sometimes your emotion is just that, emotion. I want to steward the spirit long enough so I can give something in me that's not even me. A mouthpiece to begin to call out for more. It didn't say you called out for it. It says deep calls out for it. What does that look like in your belly right now? I don't know how depth and width and height and all that you are, but you do. And if there's nothing more than we can do in this house than to tell us to come, to, for him to tell us to come up more and we listen, then that's good enough. Take the more of identity and the more of community and parallel them two together and we can have a vibrating machine that never quits. A vibrating vehicle, a vibrating portal that never quits. Vibrating that never quits. I'm vibrantly vibrating frequency that's frequently changing. I feel prophetic coming on me. I'm just going to go with this, but I'm going to preach later. Vibrantly vibrating frequency that's frequently changing. Frequently changing. (laughs) That means it doesn't look the same as it did at 10 o'clock this morning. It's frequently changing. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. So I'm going to focus. Today I wanted to talk about two words and then read um, some scripture, some context, and kind of give you a story that deals with these two words. And it's really, um, say, say this with me. Say awareness, awareness. and remembrance. remembrance. The sound of awareness will lead you into the sound of remembrance that will hand you the memory of the name. I'm going to talk about awareness, remembrance, and a memory. And you can't walk in awareness until you're postured and seated in the secret place so he can begin to peak, begin to um, mature your awareness of him so you can begin to recognize and remember the king that lives in you. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. The sound of remembrance came to us because we chose to steward and cultivate the sound of awareness. I'm going to slow down and speak a lot of this and come back to, I want to repeat a lot of things today. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about the words and what I say and what they mean, give it to you, and then read a, um, a great story that illustrates what it is to be aware and what it is to lose your awareness. And what happens when you lose your awareness? You'll never recognize in the market what you're not aware of in secret. So awareness leads you into recognizing, to remembering something that you would not remember otherwise without taking the posture of a worshiper and giving it to him in an offering setting of a secret place and saying, Yahweh, I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. As a priest, that's what you do. You worship and you fall on your face and you cry and you, you just get all crazy with him. And then he, then he, he asks ask you to stir that up until the awareness comes to a place where it apex and it hands you off to remembrance. So now you're beginning to recognize things that you haven't recognized before. Say recognize, recognize. Remembrance. remembrance. 
He's teaching us how to recognize him in the day-to-day. He's teaching us how to be aware of him so we can recognize him in the subtle day-to-day moments that he's in all the time. And this is more than Sunday morning message. This is really a weekly message. This is really an every day when you get up at Monday on tomorrow when you get ready to work and you're ready to go. This is for that. Because he's teaching us how to recognize him on the way to work. When we don't have Amazing Grace playing in the radio or 10,000 Reasons and we don't have the goosebumps and everybody's doing just what they need to do to feel something. And out of that feeler, we call out for something that we're really not in depth inwardly to to contain or to have. So the sound of remembrance came to us. And that's just a beautiful picture. Because what are we all trying to get back to? What are we all trying to get? We're trying to remember who we've always been. So what's the key to remembering awareness? Apex to give you remembrance. To walk in the sound of the memory that helps the lost, abandoned, feeble, and exhausted remember the devotion of their youth of walking with him in the cool of the day. I need to remember You can keep your eyes and your ears. I just need to remember something. And then I can get a new set of eyes and a new set of ears to begin to soak and wade in the shade of his glory. So the sound of awareness will lead you into the sound of remembrance to hand you. I just love getting a visual of a context and a visual of an articulation. Don't just... Read stuff in the word. Visualize the, the visual behind it. Visualize what they're actually doing. When I'm about to read a story about the road to Emmaus. When I get into this story, I visualize these two, these two men. Man, they're confused, dude. But you know what? They're still talking about it. When you've been the most confused you could have ever possibly been, Do you still converse about it? Mm. (laughs) Yeshua's like, I don't care if you're lost as long as you still put me in the conversation. And we'll read in a minute. When he hears you talking, he goes, oh, they don't get it, but I'm coming in. Because when he hears his name, it's like somebody at Express Lane that walks by you they hear something in a sound that you carry. They don't, you don't have to speak it for them to hear it. Because mm. you walk by. Yeshua, he was on his way somewhere else. And, and he just came and said that he came traveling with them. <laughs> they were in a lost place, dude. They weren't aware. They sure weren't recognizing nothing. But they were conversing about it. I want to hit this a minute. If you are still, I feel like there's some people in a real miserable state right now of life. I know none of us have been there and we're all perfect. 
but I've been there. Matter of fact, I'm there. No, I'm just kidding. Not really. But that's human being. But in the middle of the worst thing that could possibly happen to me, I made my mind up before it happened that I would be okay. Because that's his word. It's not my word. I just reminded him of his own word. I didn't do this thing. He who said it, it will, or he who said it will bring it to pass. Something like that in Exodus. I'm trying to think of it. I can't right now. It's okay. <laughs> he who spoke it will bring it to pass. He, who's, he who delivered it, it will be done. It's his word. It's not my word. I'm reminding of his own word. He just put the word in me. I'm a vessel. I'm a portal. He says the city's coming in me. I just say yes. Okay. Quit making it so complicated. It's a deep word, but it's a simple word. Allow yourself to be both at the same time. Oh, hear that. It's a simple gospel, but it's a deep gospel. Allow yourself to be both at the same time, or you'll never be influential to the marketplace. There's a lot of deep people who aren't faithful and a lot of faithful people who aren't deep. And he's called us to be both sides of the coin so we can have influence on us, so we can go out and affect the areas of influence that he's trying to expand, not just in a building with four and no more. And there's a lot of us who got into community, into church with good hearts. Say good hearts. To do, say do. To do kingdom business without fully coming into a koinonia. Say koinonia. Koinonia. Intimacy with the king. Say of. Of the kingdom business. <laughs> New paradigm has us going from identity into community, which is a parallel of intimacy in the family, intimacy in the inward individual to come into the church, which is important by the way. And Yahweh said to tell you this, he said, it is all about Yahweh, but he's all about this house. And he wants his house to flourish and grow and to do what it needs to do. And he wants the people who are being called to this house to stick and to remain, to see what he wants to proclaim from this house. So you always say, yeah, I know it's about me. I'm not as insecure as you think I am. I love it. I love it. But you always said, I'm about this house. Allow this house to be important to you. The sound of remembrance came to us because we chose to steward and cultivate the sound of awareness so our eyes and ears can begin to see and to hear the frequency of Zion. Holy Ghost. Out of the mouth of babes, I have prepared perfect praise. Amen. Amen. Strength and peace and love and joy. Oh, hallelujah. Just taking my time here today. I'm going through some things in my spirit that I feel are important for us to learn. And I think what he's doing is he's increasing our awareness to a point that now he can breathe remembrance on us and we can begin to remember who we've always been. And that we didn't need to come to a house to get that. We actually received him in our house to give us that because we have been rooted and grounded on the apostolic and the prophetic witnesses of the fivefold ministry who have laid a great foundation for the kings and priests to stand on.
and to as a priest to dwell in awareness so we can as a king recognize the king that lives in us and recognize that if the inheritance is locked up in the king's mouth, I better learn how to talk. And that's what priesthood does. He wants to take our heavenly, private, priestly moments into the busyness of marketplace society, put on the royalty robe of a king that has the sound mind not to feed baby food to mature people and not to feed meat and taters to elementary learners. Say ruling and reigning. Learning how to do and learning how to be of. But in this new paradigm, he wants us to be of before we go doing a lot of things. So remember to not lose your peace because you know the word. And when you lose the word, you lose your peace. And the ones who remember the word can walk through the valley of Baca, the valley of sorrow, and make it a spring. The ones who remember can walk through valleys of destruction and sorrow into people's lives and make it a joyful sound. By just your presence and your DNA of what he's put in you from heaven and walking with that and being responsible to rule and reign with what he's put in you as a house of God. If you will, let's turn to Luke chapter 24. I'm going to try to get through this quickly and probably won't be here too, too long. I think every time I've said that, we have been. So I guess I should probably stop saying that. But sometimes you get up here and you just need some filler. Sometimes that's what that is. It's just filler just to fill me out so I know what I'm talking about because it's scary standing up here in front of you guys you guys draw make a draw and that means there needs to be something in the well to draw from so you drawing and there's a well here evidently that's pouring out and I'm just hearing it back from you because I'm hearing you and getting affected by you with your mouth closed because you're being a witness And then maybe one day you can recognize the king so you can talk out the witness and you can begin to release the inheritance that's locked up in the king priest's mouth. Say, woo! Get ready for those kind of things coming too. By the way, I'm going to just let the Lord have his way because I feel like he's stretching us until our shoulders are capable of knowing the king as a priest and giving the kingdom as a king. The ones who, Luke chapter 24 and verse, we're going to start with verse 13. (laughs) Oh, glory. And we're going to read through verse uh, 35 I have up there. Um, I'll make sure I got everything here that I need. So I just want to, I want to highlight remembering awareness and remembrance and memory. And then I want to speak just a little bit on identity, which is what really what all this is kind of umbrellaed over, um, identity and community, and a new look on what it looks like. And I think it's important that we, we cherish this, this right here, us being here on Sunday morning at 1154 together. You're always wanting to breathe on this house in a new way. 
He's wanting the people who are so familiar to get unfamiliar. And it's going, to be, it's going to be intentional on your part to do that. And what I mean with familiar, sometimes a familiarity gets in the way of the glory of God and what he's doing in people's lives. And I'm here to break the back of familiarity of this house and anybody in this house. And we have all been in this house for a long time. And that's a huge vital asset. If you know anybody out there who doesn't have it, you will know it. And sometimes when you're so locked in, you take it for granted. But I want you to see this house in a new way. And I believe Yahweh is giving you a new set of eyes and a new set of ears to begin to see and hear the people you talk to every week in a new way. I'm speaking to myself on that. But I believe he's really wanting to give a strategy on how to commune with one another in a safe place so we can be effective and efficient in the marketplace. And if you're wondering why your influence hasn't changed in the church or the city or the marketplace, it's probably because you still talk to the four no more in the safe place. I feel this. I, I'm telling you, I do. It's community and identity. I'm, I'm telling you, always wanting us to look again. I hear Yahweh saying, look again at this house. He said, I know it's all about me, but I'm about this house. I'm about who I'm sending out of this house into areas of influence that will exchange if you have a heart to believe it and to know it. And he's, I, I feel that to and fro thing right now. To and fro. Fires come, fire eyes, eyes of fire coming in and like looking at you to and fro like, and just calm as it can be like a wolf. I have a painting of a wolf in my apartment because Benjamin's a wolf. I just did it because it sounded good. Maybe not, but I did it. It says Benjamin's a ravenous wolf. He goes out and collects and divides the spoil at night. He's got a lot to give out. So I just went and got me a poster of a wolf and put it in my living room. And it just speaks to me every time I look at it. Anybody allow a painting to speak to you? Because it will. Because whoever did it, he put whatever it was in them to do it, he put it in there. So he did it. His fingerprint's on the wolf. And I look at the wolf and I go, his face is snowing and his face is just profiled and he's just, he's just looking. He's just got that calm. Let's see if I can do it. It's just like, it's snowing and it's like, he's just like, it's got the nose and the wolf. And it's just like, wow. So I feel that, that wolf face on the, on, the, on the people of God right now in this house of the Rock of Bay County. And I feel like him being very strategic and very detailed in how we do things here. And I hear him saying, as if Apostle Ball was still here, because he is. As if, he, as if it was Apostle Ball still here, because he is. And he's called some young cats, some youngins, who are mature in the spirit, to take a place of center peace and release words of knowledge and wisdom that other people might have a problem with. But he doesn't care about your problem. He only does what he chooses to do. And what he chooses to do sometimes is in the way you think it shouldn't go. And if he can use the foolish things to confound you, he can use a young buck to preach the heavy word of the Lord to you. 
So whether you're 25 or 85, open your mouth and let the inheritance come out. And you'll never recognize the king in you until you're aware of the presence when you're seated at the right hand. Allow your awareness to apex until you recognize the king that lives in you. Oh my God, there's a king in there. And he's ready to talk. Out of the abundance of the heart, awareness, comes the skillful tongue. Recognize a king that speaks the framework of the glory to come. There's no framework of glory till you speak it with your mouth. And there's no speaking of your mouth until you're postured in worship in the secret place. Awareness in secret to recognize and mark it, to realize the excellence I have in my delivery of my tongue. And now I prophesy. And I'm telling you, Yahweh is breaking backs of young people who are scared and who are timid to get up here and release the word of the Lord. And you keep crying out for more out there. But he said, if I can't get you in a safe place to learn, I'll never breathe effectiveness and efficiency on you in the marketplace. He is calling you back again to look again at not only yourself and him, but every brother and sister in this house again. Is this all right? I feel heavy up here with it, but I feel like it's good and I feel like I needed to do this. I haven't got in my message yet, but we're good. We're good. I'm not up here to perform anyway. I'm up here to be a deliverer and a portal. And if something comes out for you, good. If it don't, good. We'll, we'll go have lunch anyway. I'm looking to be effective in, 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 with influence and with the people that he's, he has around me right now. Most things are caught more than taught. I'm looking just to get around the people who, are, who got it and get around it. So what do I got to do? I got to spend time. I got to take time out sometimes. Sometimes it's a sacrifice. Sometimes it's not. But either way, let it work for you. And little did you know the short 30-minute lunch you took with a stranger in the church was building community and identity for you. And little did you know the extra 30 minutes of prayer after service was building identity and community for you. Little did you know the 30 minutes after prayer, that extra little bit of time was building something in you that could not be built until you turned for 30, turned for 30, turned for 30. Little did you know the lunch that you didn't want to go to, you took somebody you didn't really want to because they stink and you, they came out of church, they came out from the streets and you didn't want to do it, but you did them anyway. Little, little did you know the ingredients that Yahweh was pouring into your spirit out of a posture of a heart that said, I'm going to take old Daryl to lunch. I don't know Daryl, but we're going to lunch and we're going to commune together and we're going to talk together because I'm letting him increase who I am and I can't let him increase who I am if I'm in my shell all the time and in my four and no more all the time. I've got to get out so he can come back in again. Out, in, in, out. It's never, never an ending. It's always in and out. And he's looking to, be, to produce and to give out strategy for people who are looking to do more than just hover, but want to come out with the hovering and be influential to a city of Panama and Bay County in the world of the earth that is the Lord's and be the influencer in the heavens and the earth that he wants us to be. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. All right. <clears throat> repeat a few things here, then we'll go into the story and then we'll be done. 
The sound of remembrance came to us because we chose to steward and cultivate the sound of awareness. So now our eyes and ears can see and hear the frequency of Zion. Your secret place priesthood moments will move you out into the marketplace. And divine decision is in the lips of the king. Here's a good one. He wants to talk to you where he made you from in secret. So you can begin to recognize the king that lives in you. He wants to talk to you from where he made you from in secret. So you can begin to recognize the king that lives in you. Your awareness of trust in the wilderness has prepared a way for remembrance to come sit down with you and help you remember Genesis 1, 2, and 3. Help you remember the identity you had with intimate C so you could begin to have eyes to see, to recognize, to consider that you might just be a witness of God. Let's start reading Luke 24 and verse 13. This is a great story. Oh, I love this story. Two men walking and talking because they're perplexed of what has just happened. And I'll give you a context. Basically, Yeshua just was taken to the cross and he was in the tomb. And these two men got news and became flustered. But they still kept the conversation going. And I want to read this without making too many comments about it. It's going to be hard, but I'm going to try. And so we can get out here at a decent time. By the way, um, we do have, um, I wanted to highlight a couple. I never think about doing this, but I want to do it. We we have a men's prayer here on Tuesdays at 6 a.m. I know that's early. Um, Trust me, I know I'm not a morning person, so I know. But we have, we have prayer at 6 a.m. here. If anybody would like to come to that, we would encourage you to come. Um, we've had a good couple weeks, the last couple, with um, some young men that have been coming. And we just we want to kind of dig into that at 6 a.m., men's prayer. Um, we just want to develop an atmosphere of worship and develop an atmosphere of, of intercession. And this house is built on intercession. It's built on that rock of, of tongue. And um, we're becoming prophetic de- um, becoming prophetic mouthpieces now, but we only got that from the base and the house of the tongue. So the tongue produced the manifestation of the prophetic word. Amen. So make sure your tongue is producing something. Make sure your tongue, your language is moving you into an ongoing encounter of revelatory language. And it's not just given to a preacher here on Sunday morning. It's given to sons and daughters who are hungry to open their plate up a little bit more for some more food of his goodness. Amen? So allow the language of tongues to move you into a prophetic declaration of something to say. Amen? Some excellence behind it and some humility with it. And you have a great, beautiful meal that's served. Amen? Hallelujah. Um, Let's start. Uh, Luke chapter 24, verse 13. And behold, two of them were going that very day to a village named Emmaus, which is about seven miles from Jerusalem. 
And they were conversing with each other about all these things which had taken place. The death, burial, and the resurrection. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that time? And these two men, their hearts are burning, but they are not okay. And I love that language before even it says Yeshua comes in. It says they are, they are conversing and discussing. They are wanting to talk this thing out. See, that already speaks of community. He wasn't doing it alone. He had somebody on the journey with him. And behold, two of them were going to that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were conversing with each other about all these things which had taken place. And it came about that while they were conversing and discussing, oh, hallelujah. Oh, oh, they were minding their own business, dude. They weren't asking for him, but they were wondering, where is he at? Remember, awareness, remembrance, memory. I believe before this story, their awareness was apexed. But in the middle of this story, their awareness was diluted. And it came about that while they were conversing and discussing, Yeshua himself approached and began traveling with them. (laughs) You already knew he knew what was going on. And like I mentioned before, even in your bewilderment, still keep the conversation going. Because he's attracted by his name. Even when you don't get it. He goes. Like teaching moment. You see what I'm going to Teaching moment here. And he got a real heavy dose of, of rebuke in him and a real heavy dose of soft heart which is Yeshua himself. He might rebuke you, but if when he rebukes you, he's getting ready to come in and teach you some things. Sometimes the best thing you can do is get rebuked just to see how you respond to it. The, great, the greatest enemy is not always offense. Sometimes it's your greatest asset. Because offense will expose your heart to reveal your mind and what's going on behind the scenes. And Apostle Ball did that a lot. He got the gold medal for that. But if he could do that and be this influential with people's hearts, sign me up. I'm not an apostle. So I'm kind of glad with that. (laughs) But newsflash, we're in a new age paradigm. If you have eyes to see and ears to hear, you can benefit from what they gave as long as you're producing what he's given. Mm. 
That's good. I can't repeat it because I forgot it, but that's good. <laughs> that's just good. I'm going to get the tape myself on that one. Good preaching, Benjamin. Good preaching. <laughs> Preach it. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. Preach it, Ben. You, I did it when I was three in the mirror. Why can't I do it at 36 in front of people? All right, I ain't got through it yet. We're going to get through it. I've been up here a little bit. We're good. Are y'all good? It's really about you. It's not about me. Because you're only as good as the people in front of you. And if there's not an earpiece to hear, I can go down and sit down. But there's an ear to hear, so I can stay and stand and talk. Because I didn't put it in there. He just told me to open my mouth, and he would feel it. See, either you believe that, or you just you believe it, and you don't ever do it. Oh, I believe it, but it's fun, it's fun to believe stuff you never put into action. I believe it, but I don't do it. That's tomorrow. But I'm having fun today. No, 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 no. You can do well when you're of well. And if granddaddy could preach 6,800 messages on one word, I think it's important. (laughs) How many would think that's important? A lot of church people got into community with good hearts to do kingdom business without fully checking into a koinonia, intimate relationship with the king of the kingdom business. One of these sayings will do more for you than a bunch of two-hour revelation. I'm telling you, if you break it apart, letter by letter, word by word, that's why he told me weeks ago, I'm not in so much the paragraph as you think, I'm really in the letter. And then I move into the word, and then I move into the sentence, and then I might move into a paragraph. But you keep asking out for paragraphs, and your soul can't handle that. I need you to develop your spirit long enough till your deep gets a mouthpiece so we can cry out for something it can handle. My God. That sounded better than y'all's reaction was. That's okay, though. We're good. My God, I feel glory in this house. You know why? Because I am his glory. And when you see me, you've seen him. Either you know that or you just walk and pedal your toes in the water. I feel like you're always breaking the spirit of, is it cold or hot? Mm. Oh, man, I feel that. Checking in with it. He didn't call you to navigate the water. He just called you to jump in. Benjamin Nicholson, son of my right hand. Don't look and don't taste. You already know you can taste and see. Just jump in and we'll have a good time together. Yeah. Enabled us, sustained us to reach this moment. Right here, right now. Miracles, signs and wonders. Lightning bolt. I feel lightning in the house today. Like he's coming unexpectedly to an expectant heart. He said, it's planned tomorrow, but I'm coming today. I'm tired of waiting on it. Done, over, over. Sickness, disease, and all infirmity, over. Put some emphasis on it, over. Put some ruling and reigning father spirit on it. My God, when my daddy talked and he was in his range and he needed me to do something and I, I knew he needed me to do it, he had a little vocal tenor that changed a little bit. Put some power behind the word and begin to speak the word of the Lord over your house and over your family and over this house and treasure the people you walk in here with and don't look at each other the same way anymore break familiarity and come into community in the way he's always meant for it to be from the beginning of time 
Oh, shakalabasetereyalabasanta. He can do more in 10. You can with 100. He's looking for 10. Where's my 10s and my 20s at? And my 30s and my 40s. And my, I can do with that 10. I can do. I can build my church on that 10 right there. I can build my next glory on that 20, on that 30 and 40 and 50. Oh, come on with this thing. You don't need a bunch of quantity. You just need a bunch of hearts of quality that can produce quantity later down the road. Oh, shakalabasete. Woo! It's true, it's not about quantity. It's always about quality, but he's about quantity too. And he wants to produce a city out of you. What do you think that looks like? Quantity, it's bigger than you are. It ain't just about you, but it is about you. (laughs) It's a paradox, last time I checked. First shall be last and the last shall be first. Figure that out. Man, this may not work. I got to honor Dr. Joe Gerles. Give it up for Dr. Joe. (laughs) He literally took care of two things the other day for me. He not only made my teeth clean, he healed me. Go with it. Give it time. He delivered me. How did he deliver you? You went to the dentist. I'm about to tell you. Slow down. I can't bite my fingernails anymore. I'm delivered. (laughs) See what's small fries to you may be a Big Mac to me and what's a Big Mac to you may be small fries to you. I'm delivered of biting my fingernails. (laughs) I thought he was joking until I went to try it and it don't work. I cannot. I've got not only better teeth, but I'm delivered. Thanks to a king priest who stood in a marketplace and delivered the glory. Come on. (laughs) But if you can't taste him in the nugget of detail today, you sure can't see him in the fullness of fruition of glory tomorrow. Taste and see in the detail today to see the fullness of what you think you need right now. And I just tasted the glory when I left there. And I was like, "Ah, that's funny. (laughs) And not only do I don't have a chip in my front tooth anymore, but I can't do what I really like to do, (laughs) which is bite my nails. And I'll admit right now, I've done it my whole life. Live stream. How's everybody doing? Good to go. And I'm delivered of that. I want to still. (laughs) And I'm still picking at them a little bit. I will be honest. But I'm delivered. And sometimes he'll do what he needs to do when you don't have the ability to. Because he's not only ordered the steps of a righteous man. He's ordered the steps who will be righteous. And nobody said that but one man, Apostle Paul, said it. I'll even order the ones who will be because I'm at the finish line and I see them way ahead of where they are. Mm, 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 mm. We got through four verses. 
It's all right. We're going to read this whole story if we're okay. Let's get through this bit. <laughs> I'm just having fun. That's good. Awareness. Say awareness. awareness. Remembrance. Remembrance. And a memory. Which you could put a witness in there too if you want. Because Isaiah 26 says this real quick. It says, even thy name, even thy memory is the desire of our souls. Thy name, Isaiah 26, I, thy name, even thy memory is the desire of our souls. And you're here to awaken the heartbeats out there back to the desire of their soul. Atheist, agnostic, all in and back of chips. I don't care. Because my influence is not dictated by you. I carry everything I do in love because I've embraced the fear of the Lord, which that, then I lose the fear of man. And then I can increase with wisdom and I can grow into the place he's called me to grow in because I'm a king and a priest and I'm aware as a priest in secret so I can recognize the king that lives in me in the market to begin to speak the word of the Lord as he is, so am I. All right. And they were conversing. I just love these two words, conversing and discussing. Two men who just been, who their awareness has been diluted, man, but they are still talking about it. I just love that picture of Yeshua walking up on two guys who don't get it, but are really confusing. But he's like, ah, I got him. <laughs> Dude, it says he, I'm going to read it in a second. He says, he prevents their eyes from recognizing him. Dude, that's a cool trick right there. Talk about a superhuman, superhero movie. I'm just, can't recognize me. Done. Like, I'm going to walk in. You ain't going to know it's me. You're going to be Dan, and I'm Jesus, and you're going to be calling me Dan. <laughs> but I'm Jesus. Think of that, dude. He's, you're calling him Dan, and he's Jesus. He's, he's Dan. He's Jesus. He's right there. Jesus has just walked in. Shalabake. <clears throat> All right. I think I got got everything. I wanted to make an announcement about prayer. So Thursday morning prayer, I mean Tuesday morning prayer, 6 a.m., come. I'm serious. Come if you can. I know it's early, but if I wake up at 530, y'all can too. I mean, come on. Just kidding. It's early. Man, it's early. It's early. But it's good. I I really like it, and I encourage you to come. All right. Um, and it came about while they were conversing and discussing, Yeshua himself approached and began traveling with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. Oh, glory. <laughs> I just get a kick out of it. Every time I read, I just laugh. I was like, wow, this is so cool. And he said to them, What are these words that you are? Yeshua's talking now, it's in red letters. What are these words that you are exchanging with one another as you were walking, as if he didn't already know? Sometimes he asks a question just to hear your response because he likes friendship and he actually likes to talk to you. Mm. Yeah, he's divine and all-knowing, but he's a friend and wants to come down and have lunch with you and actually commune with you one-on-one. The fullness of the Godhead bodily. Go figure. 
He's more important than the burger and fry than he is in the grander moment. Because if you can't recognize him in the burger and fry, he can't increase your influence on the day-to-day. All right. That their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are these words that you are exchanging with one another as as you are walking? And they stood still looking sad. Looking sad. My Jesus says, I don't know where he's at. Looking sad. Yeshua has a heart of compassion. And even when you don't know what's going on, the conversing of I don't know keeps him in the ball game. Keeps him playing with you. Oh, I feel that. Something on that. I can't get off of it, but I got to because we've got to go. What are these words that you are exchanging with one another as you are walking? I just love that. See, that question is revelatory. I can't stop. (laughs) That question is revelatory. You'll either mock it or ask a question about it. What side of the fence are you on? When you don't understand, you'll either, your first reaction, mock it, oh, that ain't Christ, or you'll ask a question. And I believe he's bringing a lot of foolish things to confound the wise to see what your response will be. Mock or question? So maybe the most important thing in this whole chapter is the question Yeshua asked because he already knew the answer. What are these words that you are exchanging with one another as you are walking? And they stood still looking sad. And one of them named Cleopas answered and said to him, are you the only one visiting? (laughs) It's funny. They don't know what's him, dude. What? 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 This is Jesus, Yeshua, Hamashiach. Right there with them, dude, chilling. <clears throat> That's what I felt today. Like he's not, you can't see him, but he's coming. What's your expectation look like? That's what I felt in that song of the Lord this morning. You can't see it, but he's coming. Kind of had a good rhythm to it. Can't see it, but he's coming. What's your expectation look like? Because when you see it, it's all, it's duh, he's there. But what do you do when you don't see him yet? All right. And they stood still looking sad. And one of them named Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem and unaware of the things which have happened here this day? Do you not know? Have you not heard what has happened here? Oh, did he ever know? I love that. They, they answer back with him. They, 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 they get a little more bold. Hey, dude, what are you talking about? Jesus? Dan? Might as well be Dan, whoever else you want to put in there. They don't know it's him. Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem? I'm trying to work on my J's and my Hebrew, but hallelujah. Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem and unaware of the things which have happened here this day? And he said to them, what things, Yeshua says? <laughs> oh, crud. We just spilled water. It's good. That's a prophetic sign that we need to quit. <laughs> Oh, that's my good stuff too. Oh, shoot. Yahweh, it'll be saved. And now I'm frustrated. It's all right. I'm good. This is like my Bible though. And they're wet. So it's good. Right in front of everybody. It's a, it's a double portion water blessing. It's all it is. And it's covered. Hold on just a second. I got, this is like more to me than the Bible. Not really, but I hold it with high weight. 
Oh, Yahweh, you're good. You're faithful. That's all right. Yahweh, just dry that up. <clears throat> all right. Wow, I really did that. I'm good. And he said to them, what things? Thanks, bro. Appreciate that. Yeah, matter of fact, let me do it now. Just <laughs> We're good. We're learning how to do things differently here. Cleaning off the shelves. I'm a clean freak too, by the way. I hope you guys are. If you're not, that's all right. Cleanliness is next to godliness. All right. I know, I know. Thanks, bro. All right. And he said to them, what things? And they said to him, the things about Yeshua the Nazarene, who, had a, <clears throat> who was a prophet mighty in deed and word. Here they go professing to him who he is. So a little glimmer of awareness, a little, a little glimmer. It had, been, it, had, it had been apex and then it got diluted and it's a little glimmer. Sometimes you just need a little glimmer, just a little glimmer of hope. Just give me a little half sunshine. I don't even need the full. Just give me a, just give me a, a quarter. Just give me a quarter. I'll take a quarter. I can, I can do a lot with that quarter because I know you'll just increase the sun rays as I continue to embrace the corner of the sun. Hallelujah. Oh, man, man, man. And he said to them, what things? And they said to him, the things about Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, in the sight of God and all the people, and how the chief priest and our rulers delivered him up to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he. Here's that. They were hoping. What happens when you hope? It means faith lost something, and your awareness dipped low. See, Yeshua didn't mind coming on, didn't mind traveling with these two young men, but he would have rather them travel together and begin to remember the good things that the prophets had spoken because their awareness had apex where they did not forget what was supposed to happen before the next thing could happen. And when your awareness is diluted, you forget what the prophets have spoken and you complain against something that Yahweh actually put into action. was a prophet mighty indeed in word in the sight of God and all the people and how the chief priest and our rulers delivered him up to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, it is the third day since these things happened. But also, and I love this, he, as soon as he says all the down and out, he comes back with a little, another glimmer here. He said, but there's somebody else who came. But, um, but also... Some women, there's a lot of butts on this. So but, 21 and but two. But, we were hoping, sad, but, but, also some women. So, little good and bad. I'll give you the good news and the bad news. Well, here, here's Yeshua was getting some bad news first. Woe is me, I don't know where he is. And then the, the good news. But, there was this woman who came among us. See, I love, they, they were able to tell it all. Good, bad, and ugly. You got it all, dude. Just came up beside him. You, you, you here, so you're getting it. <clears throat> but also some women among us amazed us when they were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. Say amazed us. Amazed us. Remember, visualize the context. Don't just read it. Visualize it. Amazed us. 
when they were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. And some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the woman also had said, but him they did not see. And here's where the fun part starts. (laughs) Here's where the Yeshua, the rebuke comes in. After he'd been traveling as a friend. Travel long enough in friendship where your words, when they do rebuke, have a heart. The other heart has a heart to receive it. Don't just jump in and rebuke somebody you haven't walked in relationship with. And he said to them, oh, foolish men. He didn't mind coming traveling, but he would have rather not, and rather you just walk in the maturity that you knew and not remember, not forgotten, but your awareness had peaked to a certain place where now you remember and now you recognize and now you consider that you are a witness of Christ. And no matter what has taken place, you know that had, that had to be fulfilled for the Holy Ghost to come and make me a witness in the earth. Oh, shakalabase. And he said to them, O foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken with an exclamation mark at the end of it. In other words, have you forgotten? Where has your memory gone? Have you lost the memory? Have you lost the remembrance of what the prophets from all the way from Moses and from until me have spoken that this day must be fulfilled? When your awareness is diluted, you lose your recognition and your memory of what he has said. O foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? And you can imagine at this point, these two men are looking at Dan and going, Wow. I mean, I, I love this story for that reason. It's such a practical story. It's such a great way to illustrate it because it's like when your awareness is diluted, he can be right there in front of your face and you don't see it. Is this checking in today? Man, I feel like it is in my spirit and yours too. Hallelujah. Oh, foolish men. <laughs> Yeshua, man, he's a bad dude, boy. God is a bad dude. Oh, he's so good. But he's a bad dude. He's good. Oh, foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? And look at here. After he rebukes them, he begins to conversate and explain himself. And beginning with Moses... I love, he goes back to the prophets and honors the fathers who started. And beginning with Apostle Paul and beginning with Moses. See, Yeshua never shortchanges anybody. He always gives you the credit and the praise you need. And he'll even give it to a murderer and adulterer where you'll recognize him as the son of David all the days of your life. He'll put a man you never would have thought at the end of something for eternity. The one you thought shouldn't be there will be there because he wanted it there. So now for eternity, he'll be known as the son of David. The son of Ephnol and Baal, the son of Moses. He doesn't just give the young their stuff. He honors the old before he gives anything to the new. Oh, come on. (laughs) These two young bucks and Yeshua goes, 
I'm going to rebuke him. And then in beginning, and he starts from Moses to all the prophets. He began to explain himself. He's detailed. Sometimes he's so vast, we lose him in the detail. And beginning with Moses, he with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself and all the scriptures. Can you see that? Rebuke, calm, explain. Dude, this is what happened. Come here, as a teacher would, as the rabbi and I would, right? Say in beginning. And we're almost done. And beginning. I know we're tired, but I feel it. And we're, and, and we're good. And beginning. With Moses and with all the prophets, surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he reveals his secret counsels to the prophets. And he's trying to identify the prophet in you so you won't look to a prophet up here anymore to get the revelation. You'll become the prophet and have your own revelatory revelation from the foundation you've been standing on. Shakatadabasei, man. What is he doing, Glenn Strickland? What is he doing, Stephen No? What is he doing, Stephen Skinner? What is he doing? You got it just as well. This is not a performance or a thing. This is once a week. My God, he's giving us revelatory revelation day to day, night to night. For those who have eyes to see and ears to hear the frequency of a city called Zion. Zion. Oh, the habitation, not a visitation, but a continual walking of intimacy with the king of kings. Hello, kings and lord of lords. Hello, lords. Take your rightful place and rule and reign. And beginning with Moses, beginning and beginning with Moses, with all the prophets, he explained to him, we're almost done, to the things which according to scripture, according to himself. And you know these two guys are like, dude, something's going on. And they approach the village, and here we go, we're running down. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. And they approach the village where they were going, and he acted as though he would go farther. Oh, this is where it gets good. Yeshua's was like, all right, I'll go. I'm, y'all good? I'm, I'm going. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm, I'm not staying at your house. He didn't say that, but listen now. <clears throat> And they approached the village where they were going, and he acted as though he would go farther. And the next thing is the most important thing in the whole thing. Even though they didn't recognize him, something in them say, can you stay a little longer? They didn't even have eyes to see him yet for who he was, but they still had enough in them to go. Can you stay a little longer? I know you're going off somewhere, but can you come in to my house? Now, by now, the awareness is starting to grow. Sometimes he has to come in and travel with you to allow it to go back up again. As long as your conversation is still about it. All right. Was it not necessary for the Christ? Okay, let's do do. And they urged him saying, stay with us for it is getting toward evening and the day is now nearly over. And he went in to stay with them. Because <laughs> you know, Yeshua knows what he's about to do. He's about to reveal himself. And you got, that's got to be like the coolest thing ever of any movie we should have is that right there. And it'd be really cool. 
Can you imagine that? Talking to somebody in your house, having lunch, and they change, and they become somebody else? Dude. This would sell some movies, I think. And they urged him, saying, stay with us, for it is getting toward evening, and the day is now learned over. And he went in to stay with him. And it came about that when he had reclined at the table. Before I say this, I want to go back to one of my my main theme here. Awareness, remembrance, memory. Intimacy, see, to remember, to consider. So what he's getting ready to do is breathe on the first thing that must happen in this new shift to see him for the way he is. Intimacy. He's getting ready to breathe on intimacy because he won't let you see something you haven't, been, you haven't been drawn to and you haven't cultivated and stewarded well. It's another picture of he won't just release his glory to anybody who asks for it. You can't exchange or transfer history with the Lord. You have to build it for yourself. And according to your history with him is according to his measure of power he'll give you. And I can't depart, I can't depart uh, or deposit or deliver my history with him. But once you develop it for yourself, your awareness peaks to a place. So now you recognize that you are the mouthpiece, the recognition of a king. And now you begin to speak the word of the Lord. All right. <clears throat> it came about that when he had reclined at the table, Yeshua walked in. They still don't know it's him. And he reclined. He got comfortable. Intimacy. In the house, he reclined at the table with him and he took the bread and blessed it. And in breaking it, he began giving it to them. And here's the verse for all of that of what I just said. Intimacy, breaking of bread, vision opened, recognize who it is to seal a witness in you. And when he had reclined at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed it. And breaking it, he began giving to them. And verse 31, and their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. Is that not a great picture of what it is to be aware in intimacy, to see, to recognize to consider that maybe, just maybe, I'm a witness of Holy Ghost. One more thing. And their eyes were open and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. And go down to verse 35. And they began to relate their experiences on the road and how he was recognized by them in the breaking of the bread. Intimacy. And to more of him you will see to recognize something that's been beside you all the days of your life. And then I'll read one more to seal the witness. Go all the way down to verse 48. And now you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I ask you one more thing to stay here until the holy power of God comes down on you through the Holy Ghost. Now you're sealed, signed, and delivered for into the earth for such a time as this. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, say behold, 
I am sending forth the promise of my father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. That's the picture he's given us. The sound of awareness to the sound of remembrance to the walking in the sound of the memory to remind the lost, abandoned, feeble, and exhausted the devotion of their youth of walking with him in the cool of the day. There's a lot more to say, but we're going to end that today. Y'all stand if you will. <clears throat> Sorry for going a little long today. I just had some, <clears throat> some things in the spirit, but I just want to pray and release us in this house today to be cognizant and aware so we can recognize and remember that we are his chosen people to be a witness of Christ in the earth. Lift your hands. Yahweh, we thank you for this day and this time together. We honor you for your presence and your glory that you're giving us on a continual day-to-day basis. We love identity and we love community. And you're helping us to parallel the more of identity and the more of community to fulfill this grand assignment that you call heaven coming to earth. We don't know what it all entails, but we lean into the face so you can give us the details of what you're doing in this place. We speak it. We call it done. We set an atmosphere of worship. We set an atmosphere of intercession. We set an atmosphere of priesthood mentality so we can take that priesthood mindset and move it into the area of a king that now has influence. And that when he speaks, people listen. Whether they've been in church for 50 years, whether they don't know God at all, they listen because they may not be able to see and they may not be able to hear, but every heart in this world can remember. And when you walk by them, help their eyes and help their ears remember who they are. We speak that and call that done in this house. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys.